Welcome back to the Gymnazo Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Hughes, with a special MDMC guest, Joy Judd. And Joy's a very awesome person I've got to know over the past five and a half months, because not only did she go through the MDMC program, but she has a very cool niche that uh, I'm super excited to talk about, and it's the movement athleticism of gymnastics, which I've always firmly held as like the root of all movement athleticism. Like if you're a great athlete, if you can do gymnastics, if you can throw your body through the air, control it, land on two feet with a great poise at the very end, then honestly, what can't you do? It's just really this awesome, awesome thing. So I'm excited to dive into the details of how movement training um, is been something that's new to her, but always been in her kind of inner genes as a coach, because that's what gymnastics is. So she works with V-Force Elite out of Madeira, California, and uh, it's a real cool opportunity that I get to have with you, Joy, to deep dive and go on some few tangents about uh, gymnastics and movement and your experience through this education of movement education. Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven-figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches. This podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business to how to program for maximum results to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results. So the first question I have is uh, just tell me a little bit about your background, um, your journey into coaching, and uh, what what got you here? Sure. Um, well, I did 10 years of competitive gymnastics growing up, and <clears throat> I absolutely loved it. But um, about the time I entered high school, with the time commitment that's required for competitive gymnastics, um, and the injuries that I were starting to pile up. Um, I ultimately had to leave. I had um, a compressed vertebrae in my lower back, pretty significant ankle injury, some wrist issues, and I was only 15. So <laughs> decided to go and do some other things. Um, I actually went to uh, the Air Force Academy for college, graduated from there, spent um, five years in the Air Force, and then um, after my youngest daughter was born, just to socialize her a little bit, I started taking her to the mommy and me gymnastics classes in our local little hometown here. And she really loved it. She loved being in the gym, which was great for me because I, I loved it growing up. Um, and I know we've, we've talked a bit about, um, year round youth sports, um, there are, there are some drawbacks, particularly injury. Um, but yeah. I, I loved my experience, um, in gymnastics. It, it helped me to do so many things, gave me such confidence as a kind of quiet person. It just, 
it made me feel like I could do impossible things. It, it gave me the confidence to do something like go to the Air Force Academy when I don't really have the personality to do that. <laughs> it was tough, but yeah. it, it gave me such confidence. So I loved that she was interested in it. And so we ended up um, at V-Force Elite in Madeira. Um, she got on their team program when she was about six. And I just thought it was a little young to drop her off for several hours by herself. So I was hanging out there and just watching and got the opportunity to start coaching some of their recreation classes, just kind of as a fun thing to do while I was hanging out there and uh -huh. really enjoyed it and um, got moved up to a team coach about a year later. So I, um, I've been working with kind of our entry level team for about two years now and just was, was really loving it. But there were a couple of things that popped up that I was just struggling with a little bit. Um, one of them being, you know, the, the conditioning side of things for gymnastics where, where I've seen the sport of gymnastics really, really change over the past couple few decades. It's changed into a much more power driven sport, I think. Um, what do you mean by that power? power just sport? more explosive power. You see the height that these girls are getting God, on the floor. Okay. It, got it, got it. There, there was all, there's still an artistic side of it. There's still the dance and performance side of it, uh -huh. but the skills that they're being required to do are taking much more strength and power and speed. Um, but conditioning has not changed really to keep up with that, that I saw. Um, and it just, the conditioning side of it just felt kind of, it's always felt kind of random to me. Like mm. when you're learning a skill in gymnastics, like a handstand, there's a progression of, of things, steps that you take. You don't just go and do the handstand because what if you can't support the weight over your head? You're, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. So there's a progression, but conditioning, it just seemed like you kind of do whatever you feel like doing, or maybe you have an arm day and a cardio day and a leg day. Um, but I, I just could, I was missing like the, the purpose behind it. Um, and so I was struggling with that when I was working with my athletes, trying to come up with conditioning programs for them. It just, it just seemed random. And then I was seeing a lot of injuries around the gym as well. Um, girls who were having to leave gymnastics altogether just because they were, mm. the, the injuries were piling up just like I had experienced or um, just a lot of foot and knee, uh, ankle injuries, back injuries. So I just thought there's, is, is this just how it is or is there something we can do? And that's what kind of led me um, to look into personal training and movement and kind of what drove me here. Yeah, and you brought up so many different, so many different points. Like <laughs> at 15, you've had compressed discs, you had wrist, knee. Um, I think there's one more that I've, I even missed. But um, that's those are a lot of things to have as a 15 year old. Yes. Which I don't think are fair. I don't think it's fair that you should have those things at 15 because some of those things, like a compressed disc, that doesn't necessarily go away. It's not like, oh, stretch it out and you're good to go. That's a significant 
um, I don't want to use the word injury, um, but it's that, oh, I mean, it's an injury. It's a, that's a significant thing to have. Yes. So mm-hmm. w- what was that like as a 15 year old to know those things? I mean, really, I mean, physically, mentally, because though we're movement practitioners, we're still dealing with athletes. I know uh, dealing is the wrong word, but we're still advising and guiding very young uh, minds about the human body and how their body should or shouldn't feel. So can you, you mind going back to 15 for yourself and what that was like? Sure. Yeah, it was, it was such a struggle for me because I, I love gymnastics so much. It, it just felt like home to me. It was something that I wasn't great, but I was, I was good. And, and I, I enjoyed my time there and it just, it felt like a safe space for me. So I just wanted to stay there. I just wanted to be there, but my body was saying, you can't do that. You can't do this anymore. Um, so it was, it was really, really difficult to walk away, but you know, I did my back is fine now. Um, I, I mean, I went through physical therapy. There were lots of exercises that I had to do and I don't have that pain now, but it was, it was significant. I mean, just walking, um, every time I sat down or stood up, I was in pain and to be that young and, and be in that kind of pain and to think about down the road, where am I going to be? If I, if I keep on like this, right. what is that going to look like when I'm much older and I've done this damage, you know, maybe permanently damaged my body. Luckily I didn't walk away with that. I, I know there are gymnasts who do walk away with that. All, all athletes have, you know, that possibility. Right. That's very sport. true. But it's, it seems, it seems to be that, gymnastics really focuses on, I mean, by definition, in a sense, it's youth. It's a youth sport. Yes. You don't see 30, 40 year olds at the peak of their game. Like you see with, uh, 40 is a little bit old, uh, but 20, 30 year olds, you know, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, I mean, you look at all professional sports. Um, and in fact, I don't even think at gym, gymnastics is a professional sport. Is it? Is it some, I mean, I mean, uh, to be, forgive me. This is more just my being, naive but in terms of like a like a track and field those are uh, i mean it's an that's an adult sport mm-hmm. is there an adult professional competitive gymnastics world that i don't know about i mean other than that like what you would see in the olympics so we have like a national team right. that you can train for you can go to those competitions right um, but, is it, but is it a profession like yeah. it is for Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. You know, just, just out of, just out of, I just, for the first time thought about that. Like I, besides these events that I see collegiate, definitely Olympics are definitely, but what do they do for a job? Um, anyways, so that's yeah. just an interesting concept. Yeah. So it's definitely much more youth focused yes. versus all the other athleticisms out there. You know, soccer is all adult, you know, for the most part. And I'm using the word adult as 25 and up you know, where the brain, the body has pretty much been established. Yes. You know, going all the way through. Uh, what's the oldest gym, gymnastics athlete that you've worked with or that you've seen? This is just a, a fun question f- on this topic. Um, there, there's um, an Olympian. I want to say she's from Romania and mm-hmm. she competed vault in the Olympics through her 40. I mean, she was in her 40s. Oh, okay. So that is not, like, not, not knowing too much, but that, that's, that's a rare a, thing. Ra- very, very Got rare. It. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's pretty awesome then. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, this is a big thing, the confidence. I, I want to talk about that too. Like that's a big piece. As an athlete, tell me about that confidence that, that you gain. Because I think athleticism, especially team sports, I know, the, I know gymnastics is kind of like track and field. It's a team sport. You really practice with a team without a question, but it's still your individualness. But right. I still view it as a team environment. Um, dive in, 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 into that a little bit and how maybe that shaped your background a little bit more as you talk about going into the uh, Air Force Academy and whatnot. Sure. Um, just, I think working through, working through skills that were, that I had fear on. That was one of the biggest lessons I think I took with me starting something, going into it, almost feeling like this is impossible. Not only am I learning to flip backwards, but now I'm going to flip backwards on a balance beam yeah, where great. if, if I miss my hands, it's going to be my face, you know? So seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, you know, those, those things that just seemed impossible and having coaches who would patiently walk through that because they understood, um, you know, it's not, it's a scary thing what you're being asked to do and having coaches who would, um, support me, walk through that, step me through the process. And then to actually accomplish that goal and do something that, you know, a few months ago, a year ago, I would have thought was impossible was just, it was an amazing feeling and it just made me feel like I, I could do anything I wanted to, mm. um, which was, it was, that's hugely big, powerful. huge. Yes. Especially as a teenager, like, yes, which is almost probably the opposite in not say most cases, but we fear like I, as a father, I fear that my kids won't have the, uh, I don't want to use the word pride, but the, it's a, it's a healthy pride that they can make, they can, they can take their lives in their own hands, mm -hmm. you know, in a sense. So yeah, right on. Yeah. What's a, what's a balance beam is like five, five inches wide, six four inches, inches. Four, even, even smaller, <laughs> four inches. Yeah. yeah. Do it, do a backflip and land on four inches. Yeah. Um, when our feet are designed to go wide, they usually have to go on a, on a rail. That's pretty sweet. Right. That's pretty sweet. Um, and then going into like, uh, again, something just kind of brings my, is like the conditioning drills that you said that you did at 15, I imagine haven't changed much. They really haven't. Yeah. And I find that in traditional physical therapeutics is that's what I've, that's been my focus since you know, 15, essentially the eighth grade of, of understanding that. And they really haven't changed much either. So what limitations do you feel a gymnastic coach has today that they may or may not even know about? Or what, what limitations did you feel like when you started getting into that? And then, you know, you talk about the foot pain and things like that, but was there anything like known to you? Like, gosh, I just don't like, how do I get, how do I bridge this gap? Um, um, was there any education that you had to go through to become a coach? Uh, yeah, help me understand that. Um, so there, there is a little bit of training that we're required to go through, um, underneath the kind of the gymnastics governing body, USAG, they provide some like online training for us, um, how to work with kids, um, how to work with teams, um, but it's not super in depth and there's not a lot on the conditioning side. And that's, that's the part that really 
didn't make sense to me. If gymnastics had changed so much, why was conditioning still the same? Yeah, it's so much we more have power. different so we have more. different goals now. We're we're, yeah. we're doing something so different. Um and there's such purpose in all of our drills and this just didn't seem it just didn't seem to have a purpose. So that really it really bothered me. It just I I couldn't I wasn't finding the answers that I was looking for. Um and so I went I I got my um personal trainer certification through ACE and uh-huh. it was it was great information but I realized early on in the course this it wasn't what I was looking for it wasn't going to give me those answers I was searching for um and not that it wasn't good information and it didn't provide a base for me to to move from there but it just it didn't have that missing piece that i was looking for the why behind what why are we doing this what mm. what's the purpose of it is it really preparing us for what we're trying to do because i had a feeling maybe it wasn't and maybe that's why we're seeing some of these injuries i think there's always a, a causation right there's always something right and i, I think you, you said it perfectly is a lot of times we get told what to do um, and then certainly how to do it, uh, but the why is certainly lost. Like, why are we doing this? It's like, oh, it, it just, it makes them faster. All right, well, why do they need to be faster? All right, well, uh, well they need to jump higher. Well, okay, well, why do they need to jump higher? Well, that's pretty simple in gymnastics. Right? Faster, higher, all those things make sense, but um, it's uh, maybe too linear in thinking, and I mean that from a movement pers- perspective. Let's just run straight. Right. Let's just jump straight vertically and um last time i watched a gymnastic meet they don't you don't really jump vertically there's always forward momentum spinning momentum lateral momentum and if not a combination of all three in this fantastic display of athleticism that i'm just thinking back like i would love and i know it's and i know that i can do this but just you know being me being me not a movement practitioner to just be able to like, oh, I'm just gonna go do a backflip right now, from this from this floor, I'm, I'm <laughs> and just do it and land with total confidence, like that's like, to me that's like flying like Peter Pan, like that was my big thing as a kid, like I just want to fly like Peter Pan. Well, a gymnastic person pretty much does that until gravity wins, but they all you know not always land on on their feet, but they have that confidence. That's really, that's really cool. So, what kind of education do you think is common for gymnastic coaches today? Like, where do they pull their resources from? I think more than anything, it's experience. It's, you have to have done gymnastics before. Um, And that's trial by fire, trial by by error and success. Yeah, right, exactly. So there's no, you don't have to necessarily have a, any type of, you know, physiology or like anatomy training, yeah, anything that, like yeah. that, any kind of background in, in exercise or anything. It's more just, have you done, have you done it before? And then yeah. you go teach that it. That does make sense to me, right? There's so much of just learning by the experience. And I really get that. And that's to me what a, what a true apprenticeship is. You follow someone who's done it before you. Um, but when you're, when you mention it, it's like, you know, learning to work with teams and learning to work with, especially teenagers, and pre-teenagers, um, especially female teenagers, it's a little bit different story. Um, yes. having, a, having a daughter myself, it's like, 
yeah, it's different. It's, it's, it's not the same. It's a good thing, right? But it's still a challenging thing. How do you manage um, the emotions that go with growing up, being a peer, being an athlete, managing success and failure, and all the while understanding what the tissue's doing to the compression forces that you're putting on it, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's a big, it's a big job. It's a big job. Um, do you, what, what from your experience that you previously had before the MDMC course to now, uh, tell me kind of the leveling process in a sense, you know, where do you feel like you really got a lot more in where you need or, or where like, gosh, this is the biggest jump in, in difference. Help me kind of understand like, how you got more education um, and where that filled, filled gaps or where gaps still need to be filled. Sure. Um, I think really the, the first part of it started even before I, I got into the class, I was listening to one of the podcasts mm -hmm. and, um, now podcast that you're on. Awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it was, it was talking about, um, you know, when, when we're injured, you, maybe you injure your ankle and you put a brace on it. You put a brace on this joint that's supposed to be mobile and you take away that mobility. Well, that mobility has to come from somewhere else. And, um, is it going to come from the knee maybe, which wouldn't be a good thing because our knee isn't meant to be as mobile. And so I started hearing these things thinking, oh, this makes so much sense. This, this is making so much sense to me because mm. that's kind of our answer in gymnastics. Your foot hurts, put a brace on it. Your ankle hurts, put a brace on it. Yeah. Um, but that just, it just pushes the problem further up the chain. It doesn't necessarily um, get rid of it. So for me, that was really such a big revelation to think we're not fixing the problem by just taping it or sticking a brace on it. There's, there's something deeper we need to look at. So that was really big for me, um, starting to learn that through the course. And then, um, honestly, I think the biggest breakthrough was, um, the, the two of us kind of working with my daughter, she was in, um, kind of a specialized gymnastics competition where part of it, they, they actually judged their strength a little bit. And one of the things she had to do was climb a rope in eight seconds, I think. And she had never gotten any points on, on this skill before, cause she couldn't do it fast enough. So we, mm -hmm. the two of us looked at it and, um, I think you asked me what, you know, what, what's the main muscle group here that's working when she's climbing the rope. And I just off the top of my head said, you know, it's her arms, you know, and you said, no, actually it's, it's her lats. Her lats are so much stronger. Um, and you know, such bigger muscles that, so we worked out this little, you know, workout for her to do, um, to kind of help speed, get her some speed on that rope as she's climbing up because, really all the, all that they were doing to prepare for climbing the rope was they were climbing the rope, which is great. But you know, when you train yeah. for some, like I, I run half marathons, I train for that by doing, you know, different speed runs and hill runs. I don't just run a half marathon every day. Um, so we, um, did some things 
did some exercises to try to wake up her lats. And when we first, when I first started with her, she couldn't feel her lats engaging at all. She couldn't even figure out what that muscle was and Mm -hmm. how to make it like contract. Um, But then once she got it and understood where it was and how to activate it, we did these little coil moves and, um, it was like an immediate improvement in less than a month. I think she shaved like four seconds off her time and finally got some points on, um, on her score. So that was, it was so great to see her succeed, but it just, it lit something in my mind that she didn't realize what she was missing. She didn't understand what she needed to help her. And so there was another skill she was really, really struggling on, um, for this same competition on bars, she had to support her weight with her arms and swing her legs forward a few inches and then just drive her legs up to a handstand um, on the bars. And she just had really struggled with that. So I thought, well, let's break it down and see what it is that we're, what, what are you missing? What is it that isn't engaging? What is it that, um, you need to do. So we broke the scale down into different pieces, um, looking at what her shoulders needed to do, what, again, what her lats needed to do, what her legs and hips and obliques needed to do, all those muscles. And literally the next day, she went straight up to handstand for the first time. And she wasn't even close before. I mean, it was, this is so cool. It was night and day. And I remember her saying, Mom, it was like magic. I can't believe it. And um, that was, that was huge for me to be able to see, you know, we, we looked at the skill, we broke it up. We, we saw what muscles she needed to be using and we saw success from it. And then I could use that with my other athletes and say, you know, I, I'd been doing these same um, little conditioning workouts with them to improve their, their bar skills, but I hadn't explained it to them yet why we were doing it. We had done it several times and, I had a little video of my daughter, you know, the progression that she made and I showed them and it clicked for them. They were like, Oh, I get why we're doing this. This makes sense. And I feel, I feel like I'm getting higher in my cast. So it was, that has been so great to me to be able to, to provide a purpose behind what we're doing in conditioning. Because before it was like, we're just, we're just doing this to get stronger and faster. But now I can even talk to my, my, the girls I work with are between four and eight years old. So it has to be pretty simple when I explain it to them. Um, But to be able to go to them and say, here's why we're doing this, this, we're trying to get better on these particular skills. And this is why we're doing this. And then they can see success from it. Then conditioning doesn't become just this thing that doesn't make sense. That's really hard. And they hate, they understand there's a purpose behind it. And, and it just, it has made things, so much better in my workouts. I love it. That's, uh, I'm, I'm smiling. <laughs> That's, it's really cool to, oh gosh, a conditioning for me has always been in every sport I've ever played. It's what you got. It was the grunt work. It's if you yes. play very well, the coach would punish you, you know, in a sense, right? Yeah, I know. Right. You know, if with, with more running, more conditioning, it was always it. Yeah. In football, we had these things called called uh, dolphin runs. I don't know why they're called dolphin runs, but it was like literally running across the half of the football field. Um, 
in different intervals, and it was, it sucked. I'll just say it like that. It was, <laughs> it was miserable. And did it make us faster? Well, it certainly conditioned us, but it mentally made us um, more bitter. Yes. You know, and it, it was kind of this interesting, like we would bond, would we, was it really bonding? Not really, because we all, everyone hated it. And there was no like, come on, we can do it. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, I really want to dive, dive into this because you said with, with purpose and intent and breaking down scenarios, but you also said something that was so huge. A four to an eight-year-old, right? Yes. They understood. Like, okay, that's a big deal. You know, I have yes. a four-year-old and you know, it's really like, I'm just like, all right, you got to think logically about this. And it's like, that really doesn't work very often. They can't yet. <laughs> right? So do you say that they actually followed a logical sequencing and they got it? And the, what I love about it, they felt success physically, mentally, soulfully at that age to have that win is huge. But then you as a coach, you felt it. Yes. Like you, you were just excited, if not... <laughs> maybe more excited than they were excited. Absolutely, yeah, more excited. You, yeah, because you, you have this this 5,000-foot vision down of what it's like. They've, they, they, they only know life at eight years old. Right. You understand it at, you know, three times their age, four times their age. We have coaches that have been doing this for 60 years. They, they've lived 10 lifetimes of that athlete. You know, and so, you know, we have, we actually, that's what I mean, I say that because we have so much more perspective on it and what that means. So um, help me understand, help anyone listening understand, like, what is traditional, I know it's from your pers perspective, but what is traditional gymnastics strength and conditioning look like? And you go into as much detail as you want. Yeah. Um, I, growing up, it was, you know, you'd run laps around the floor. Um, there wasn't really a, a ton of cardio focus. I think when I was younger, I see that more with, um, since my daughter has been in it, they do more cardio type training. They do more plyometrics that I don't know that that was even a thing when I was growing up. I'm sure it was, but we didn't, we didn't go near it. So hmm. they do some of that, but, um, and then lots of like V-ups, push-ups, crunches, all those types of things, working a little on balance too. So you might take um, squats or lunges or something like that onto the beam. So you're working your strength and your um, balance at the same time, but mm -hmm. all, all one plane of motion for the most part, you're not... Um, not trying to get into all three planes of motion, which is one of the things I think really helped in those drills that we, we developed for my daughter and that I worked with her on. It's when we worked all three planes of motions, we incorporated all these different muscles and recruited them to help out in, in the move that she was trying to do. So that's where I saw a real breakthrough for her. Um, but you just don't see that it's very linear and yeah. Yeah. And going back to the rope climb, how, um, that your, that your daughter did, how high was that rope? Oh, I, I'm not sure. 
I mean, well, it, I, I saw a picture of it. It's certainly more, it's certainly around 20 feet, if not a little bit more. Close, you know, Arf- yeah, I would say something like that, yeah. Yeah, so double a basketball hoop height, which is, if you have a 20-foot ceiling, that's a super tall ceiling. You know, like a high ceiling in a home is like 10 to 12 feet. You know, it's like, oh, well, you have nice tall ceiling. You know, anyways, so we're talking double that. And, um, and I, I'm just thinking about this one. Shaving four seconds off 20 feet. I know you're climbing, so it's not like a sprint. But, um, and we're talking about youth athletes here that really have, there's no massive movement dysfunction that they've developed. There's no patterning that they've been stuck with for a decade or even an injury that they've just had to work through year after year after year for the most part, yeah. you know, being, being underneath 10 years old. Um, so when you can take a body through multi-plane movement pattern, you know, pattern, excuse me, and you can excite nervous tissue that makes fascial connections just engage more, muscles engage more, and you really said it perfectly, is that there's not just linear movement happening in gymnastics. In fact, there's very little. Very there's little. Very little. Um, and I, I, it's just, fa- I really kind of get stuck on this because um, to me, I've kind of forgotten that that's how people train. I've been, you know, in the, for a decade, the last past decade of my life, I've been doing what you just described, multi-directional, purpose-driven, why by behind this, breaking down the chain reaction of, of movement patterns piece by piece, go locally, then train it all globally, put it into one piece and make it happen. Um, and it kind of baffles me still. Um, so by, by us going to a coiling sequence, which is by definition, a lateral flexion to one side, rotation of the spine to the same side. And in, and in your daughter's case, it's extension to flexion. So there's our three planes of motion, lateral frontal, transverse plane is the rotational, and then the flexion extension of the arms and the trunk is our sagittal plane. We shaved, she shaved, excuse me, you know, you being the guide, you know, four seconds off, off a climb which is really cool because I want you to, 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 to picture this, if, <laughs> those, those listening. Sit down on the ground with your legs straight out. Grab onto a rope. Keep your hips flexed at 90 degrees so your legs are kicked straight out and then climb a rope. Like there's no legs involved whatsoever. This no. is, I mean, you, it, by definition, they're not even present. In fact, it's a, it's a hindrance because hindrance. it's off balance because they're kicked out way in front of you and your body's behind. Anyways. Um, so just kind of having that, that, that piece to it. So now what does your conditioning look like now? And I know it changes cause it's not the same every, every particular, you know, day or month, but, um, give us a picture of it. For, for the girls that I work with, um, I've, I've really simplified things. It used to be, I just kind of went day by day, you know, kind of whatever I felt, but now it's more kind of based on the month or, um, whatever, whatever skills we're working on. So I look at it, it became so much easier for me because I looked at, okay, what are they really struggling with right now? What is it that they either need to be stronger for or faster? What is it that we're looking at? And then breaking that, those specific skills down and then establishing a conditioning routine kind of based around those skills. And then we we do those every week for several weeks. 
And then as they start to see the progress, then we can move on to something else. And so it's been, um, it's been interesting to see, I, I'd have to keep it somewhat simple. I can't do as many compound movements as you might see in like a gymnasio workout because they're just mentally not quite there yet. But it's, under they're 10. still yeah. learning how but to move their body. Um, fundamentals. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so a lot of times it'll be, um, one plane of motion. Like we might, I might have them face down, laying on a block, kicking their legs up behind them mm -hmm. on the first round. But then on the second round, um, they'll kick their legs out and then straddle, bring them back together. And then the third round will That's add a fun. little rotation at the top of it. Yeah. Um, so they're getting those three planes of motion, just not all at once. Um, but Perfect. still, um, that has seemed to work well with this age group to kind of break it down in that way. And then again, reiterating to them, I'll ask them, what do you think this is going to help us to be able to do? What skill can you think of um, that we need this for? And they'll sometimes they get it wrong, but sometimes they'll guess it. They'll say, oh, we need this for our backward roll to keep our arms straight. Exactly. That's exactly what we need it for. And it's um, so they see the purpose behind it. And the, so then there's a reason to, to keep trying because mm -hmm. they, they want to get that skill. They want to get better. And that's, that's difficult for that age group because they just beforehand, when there was no purpose, I was just saying, do it to do it. It just, there was no appeal there to really work. And so that's been really exciting to see them get a little bit excited about it, to see there's a purpose behind it. They're getting better. They're seeing the results of it, direct results from what, they're doing. And so it, it's starting to make sense to them, which is exactly what I wanted. I wanted yeah. them to be able to see it so that it isn't just, it, it shouldn't be a punishment. It shouldn't be, I mean, it's, no. it's not always pleasant, but I want them. Most of these athletes aren't, aren't going to be gymnasts forever. Um, but I want them to, you know, love moving and love being active I want to instill that and inspire them um, to feel that way so that when they walk away from gymnastics, they don't just walk away from exercise altogether. I want them to enjoy that. So that's, that's been a good benefit that's come out of this too. Yeah, that's really, that's really uh, cool. You say that um, I was just listening to a, another podcast, not that long ago. And I really in, enjoyed what this movement coach said. It says that like so many things we do in the gym are only good for in the gym. Um, and traditional weight weightlifting would be, you know, was, is, is what he was talking about. Um, but in gymnastics too, like you really made something purposeful and for a four and eight year old to be purposeful <laughs> is really awesome. And, um, and I liked that when you train a movement that actually corresponds to what they already know what they need to do, cause they have fun. Gymnastics is fun. All sport is fun. There is a challenge to it, right? There's no, there's no question. Um, but then hitting on the point is like, they're not going to do this for very long. And going back to what we talked about, there's really not many adult gymnastic events that, you know, it's really a youth focused sport. So what are they going to do about that? And I've, I've always appreciated my high school friends who did gymnastics. They were just amazing movers. They maybe not, they couldn't really shoot a basketball and make it every time, but man, they were great defensive players. They, you know, um, or even friends I have. Now, even some of the coaches now, it's like, it's really cool just to see them have confidence in movement. And I'm going to go back to the point you said, like, you, you know, you're kind of saying, well, I have to kind of really simplify it for my, 
for my four to eight, eight-year-olds. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back here, and this is nothing against the athletes of today, but we have to do the same thing with our 70 and 60-year-old athletes too. We have to simplify it because they're so used to, they have had this ingrained movement pattern that they, to really go into a complex pattern is something that they just can't do. Their yeah. body won't even do it. It has the capacity, just not the, not the capability. Um, so we go plane by plane. This is what it feels like. And what's really cool, I, I believe the fundamentals we, we learn as, as youth, just they carry through the rest of our lives. It, they, they're not gone. It just gets more complicated you know, as, as, as we go. But if you say, this is what the hip joint moves like forward and back. This is what it moves like side to side. This is what it moves like rot, 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 uh, rotationally. Excuse me. But the point of the matter is that by themselves, those are kind of worthless. It's when, but when they have access and they can feel them, and they can say, yeah, oh, this is like that back roll, or this is how we, you know, it's like, yeah, the kicking this leg this direction feels just like this. Right. And that's where I believe functional training gets a bad rap because, oh, I'm just moving in random ways versus moving in intentful, purposeful, authentic ways, just yes. as you described. It's more fun. There's more reasoning uh, behind it. And the results are, they just come faster, which yes. is as a, as a, as a, as a coach, that's pretty much what we're eyeing for. Yes. How do we get his results as fast as possible <laughs> um, and make the athlete want to do it? Yeah. Because no one really wants to work out. I mean, there's, excuse me. We all love the end result of a workout, <laughs> but very few of us in comparison like the process going through it. Right. So how do we make it fun? How do we make it engaging mentally, soulfully, physically? And uh, I think you're doing a great job of that one. So... So what does this mean for you um, in terms of, like, where are you going to go now? So you have an education. You know, what's, what's next? Like, what do you think, even though this is not, you know, this is not your career, but I think most gymnastic coaches, it's a, it's a part-time job. Right. Right? So yeah. does it spark, okay, oh, I can't wait for this, or I look forward to this. Um, kind of take me there, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, well, part of it when, when I first started looking at the course and we talked about this, um, in our first conversation there, I was so focused on really just the movement side of it. And, um, you know, working with our athletes who were injured, managing pain, things like that. There were, there's so much more to the course than that. Um, so I was a little hesitant to kind of jump in and, and do the whole thing just because I felt like, well, there's going to be things in here that I don't really need or, or, you know, I'm interested in really. Yeah, that's a fair enough thought. Um, and those ended up, I think, those things that I thought I'm not going to get anything out of this, I probably got the most out of, which was, it was a big surprise to me. But I think it has made me such, such a more, like I, I've become a better coach because of it. My attitude um, towards my athletes has really shifted. And I think it was kind of the module on, on providing a five-star experience for your athletes. Um, it totally changed my mindset because I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm just working with my gymnasts, but I'm not just working with my four to eight year olds. I'm also working quite a bit with their parents. 
Um, and in the past, I, I oh. do not like confrontation. I, I will do anything to avoid it. <laughs> um, but this course really pushed me to get, to get past um, what I was comfortable with so that I could provide something better for my athletes and for their parents. So it's totally changed the way that I interact um, with the families. Um, I've been, you know, when a problem has popped up in the past, I've just kind of sat on it and kind of stewed over it, maybe worried about it. Um, but now it's more of, okay, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to make this better? Um, and athletes who are maybe a bit of a, a challenge, maybe there's a behavior issue or they're just struggling. Um, instead of thinking of that in a negative light of being a problem or like a burden, now it's more, it's changed my thinking of what can I do to engage this athlete? What can I do? Can I reach out to the parents and talk to them and we can come up with a plan of something better to do? Um, it's just really changed the way that I interact with the families um, and with my athletes. And, and I'm excited to go to work every day. I'm excited um, to, to get there and, and engage with that, tough, who, that kid who's having a tough time because I want, I want to see if I can figure this thing out and get them excited and get them to, to love what they're doing. So that really um, has been such a blessing to me to to be excited about it again because I've lost some of the joy in it I think for a while and and now that's back and I'm excited to be there and I'm excited to work with all my students so that has been um, just a big takeaway from this whole course but also the the um, the injury side of it uh, we haven't talked a lot about that yet but we did learn in the course um, how to, how to recognize what, what muscles might be tight, what muscles might be too, too flexible, not strong enough, um, that might be causing some of the injuries that we're seeing. So, um, my daughter came home one day with her hip was hurting. Um, and the more we talked about it, it really sounded like her, her quad muscle was tight. So I took her through some foam rolling, um, went through the stretching and all three planes of motion um, with her quad. And then next day, pain was gone. It was totally gone, hasn't come back since. So being able to, to show that success in her and in, in myself, I as a runner, I was experiencing quite a bit of knee pain um, going through, I went through a movement assessment with you. We figured out some different things and now I, my left knee pain, it's completely gone. And it was, it was really, you know, to the point where it was impacting my sleep. Um, and now I'm not dealing with that at all anymore. So having that success, being able to share that with the coaches at my gym, I'm hoping that, you know, these athletes who have these nagging foot injuries or, you know, whatever it is, I'll be able to, you know, take them through a movement assessment and figure out what's going on and then get, get the foam rolling and the stretching and, and hopefully get them back to doing something that they love and hopefully prevent, um, I'm hoping to prevent some of those injuries, just if we know what those are starting out, what some of the common ones are. 
um, to, you know, to head that off before they even happen. And in gymnastics, they're, they have a ton of mobility, just mobility all over the place. But without the stability in there, I think that's where most of those injuries are coming from. It's just things are just too mobile. So being able to strengthen those areas beforehand and prevent some of those injuries is, is really what I'm hoping I'll be able to do as, as I move forward. God, that was, that was, that was awesome. That was awesome. And great goals and great perspective is to take um, what I, what I see and what I hear or j- just heard is that to take the gymnastics coach to a level that just provides greater service. Yes. You know, uh, I, I want to say an a, 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 a elite status, but elite status is, is, so, is so just for us. What are we really trying to do? We're trying to make this young, moldable human being into someone who understands how their body works, how it can function, how it can perform, because it doesn't just affect their physicality. We all, we, we all know that. It actually affects their mentality. And then beyond that, it affects who they are. There's their spirit, their soul, their, their inner self, however you want to, want to kind of classify by that to make them better people because they're going to live, again, you know, 10 times their life after that coach, you as a coach, influences them. And I think why coaches are such an amazing part of our lives. Yes. When we interview people to work for Jamal's, we always ask, tell us a coach who influenced you. And there's never been a story of like, ah, no, no one. <laughs> You know, it may not be the right. best story, right? So they're not all good stories, unfortunately. Sometimes they're, they're negative stories. Um, um, but uh, to, to be able to have a movement practitioner be a gymnastics coach or movement specialist is, is what we call it, functional movement specialist, um, to be able to say, I'm going to teach you the skill of gymnastics, how to be able to have the confidence to do a back handspring, to do a backflip flat out, land on four inches of a bar, you know, confidence with over and over again like clockwork um but also like oh i understand that you need massive amounts of flexibility to do these drills but i'm going to give you the tools and the resources to provide the stability to match it not in just a single plane not just with your eyes closed but into full joint capacity and if the nagging pain that will happen it's not it's you know to prevent injuries impossible right, right. but it's to prevent the bigger occurrences and be able to have access and the know-how and the confidence. Say, okay, wait a minute. Let's just break this down. Let's actually become problem solvers versus just copiers of of things we've, we've done in the past that sometimes bring results. Gosh, probably most of the time don't. And to have that skill set um, of the of reshaping the next gen- generation, having the skill set to manage the movement dysfunction pain to have the skill set to be able to manage the parent, right? Who's really the kind of the coach manager right, <laughs> or the yeah. athlete manager, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's they're the agent, they're the manager, you know, and be able to have that skill set. And then uh, well, I think you just said it perfectly at the very end is to have fun doing it. Yes. Right. I enjoy going to work every day. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I have tingles. Like I have a jacket on right now, but underneath this is, is just the tingles. Um, cause, um, to me, that's what it should be. That's what it should yeah. be. It's, and yeah, it, absolutely. And if, if, because that's like, we have the best job in the world. I really believe it, you know, and if, if some people say maybe they have a different job too, but yeah, they have a great job, but we get to do so much 
And the, the part that only makes it miserable is just not knowing how to do those gaps. Yes. Choose on us, you know, and as you described, it kind of chews on us. It's just like, gosh, what do I do? And, you know, because I have this problem. I want to help people. I'm, we're, we're servants at heart. We're, we're, yeah. we're really guides. You know, I, you can't go on the beam forum. You can't go on the mat forum. You know, a coach really is a guide that says, I'm going to do as much as I can for you. But once it becomes time, it's really this parent like, go. You're out of here. Make it happen. <laughs> You know, that's tough. Yeah. It's tough to be able to do that. So um, my, my movement mentor taught me this saying. He says, a great coach, and there's very few great coaches, like truly ultimately great coaches, when they give their athletes, um, when they give their students, in a sense, if the teacher's still a coach, a test, they know, they're confident they're going to get an A+. Yes. Well, how many teachers would say that? When I test my students, when a coach tests, they're going to win no, no matter what, an A+, plus, or they're going to do exactly as they, as they can. Now, to win the game, well, that's a different, different story because there's other factors, but that athlete's going to perform just the way that I've trained them to do. It's tough to say with confidence, like, yes, they're going to do it. So since if that's perfection, then how do we get as close to it as possible? No, there's no such thing. But that pursuit of excellence, right? And you said there's yes. so many factors. There's so many factors. It's not just the movement. It's right. not just. Um, it's not just the good the good conditioning. It's everything. Everything. It's everything. Yeah. And um, I appreciate that you said that. Uh, at least the the MDMC course gave you a slice of that. Um, yes. Truly, that mm -hmm. I I um, appreciate that. And the future of you as a gymnastics coach. And you already said it um, is is influencing other gymnastics coaches, right? Not necessarily by, by force, but like this right. is what's possible. Yeah, what's possible? It's exciting. And, yeah, and it it's hard. I in one of my daughter's competitions when she she did that handstand on bars the first time, there were some other parents there who noticed like, wow, she really got better. And I just wanted to like tell them all the stuff that I had been learning and, you know, you know, this great thing. And they're trying to watch their daughter compete. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little too excited. But, um, <laughs> yeah, timing, timing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it really is exciting to see the success and how much that meant to her. And it, it's a little, I have a different perspective, I think, because I was a gymnast. I'm now a coach, but I'm also the mom of a gymnast. So, you know, I'm get, I have all these different perspectives. Um, and that meant so much to my daughter to, to get that success after she'd worked for, you know, years really on these skills and wasn't seeing improvement to see that improvement so fast was so exciting. So it's been fun to share it with my coworkers and put little videos together to see, you know, to show, Hey, look, look what we're, look at the results we're getting. So it's really exciting. Yeah, and um, it's just uh, it really comes down to that. We can have a great job and just have fun doing it, but when the results come in, uh, that you get, that's a smile on your face. Exactly, <laughs> it's just that it's that extra bit of like, it wasn't a good day. It was a great day. It was a great day. Yeah. You know, and then how that bleeds to every other part of your day. I, I yes. again, I just movement is one of those things. I just we just I think we forget as a general society pulling away from sports now or athletics, it just brings us so much, so much uh, happiness. It brings us so much um, greater purpose. Um, and I know when I'm having a kind of a low vibration day, 
it's probably because I didn't move that much. Yes. And honestly, yesterday, just to be quite frank with you, was one of those days. I was in the office all day. I had clients cancel just for other life reasons, and I just didn't get, I didn't move with them very, very much. Didn't show them warm-ups, didn't present drills to them. And I got home, and I was just like, blah. <laughs> and uh, luckily, yeah. luckily, my kids were at a park, and uh, my wife rode the bike there. This huge bucket of a bike. There's a big bucket in the front of the bike, so they all sit in it. And I drove it back, and it was just—it was a quad burner going back up the hill, and the, we had this bridge over the train track. Anyways, long story short, and uh, it made my day just—I just felt it, you know. It was a five-minute bike ride, but it just made my life that five minutes better. Absolutely, um, yeah. So it's really fascinating as a movement coach what we have the potential to do. And just to touch on it one more time, because you're right, it's such a big, big piece. Is the pain at the movement pain? You know, that when you, you know, what athlete at what coach at that level doesn't come across an athlete that says, this hurts coach. Like, and they have that sweet little face telling you, you know, (laughs) it hurts. Right. And you're like, and you know, anyone who's a parent gets it like, I'm sorry. Can I just take that away from him? Can I just, you know, we try to rub it. We try to, you know, all these different things. Right. And Um, traditionally our answer has been, okay, we'll just stop. Don't do that anymore. You'll have to sit out the rest of this event. And I, I hate that response. Like there's gotta be something that you can do. And so I loved learning about the tweakology. What can, what can I change? So this athlete can still participate with us and still feel like she's a part of our group and part of our team without just saying, we'll just sit down and and watch. Right. Right. Which is, which is much more than a physical change. It's a mental change. Yeah. It's an emotional change, mm-hmm. right? It's not just the athlete sitting there resting a, a painful ankle. Right. It's, it's, I don't want to use the word maybe damaging, but it's certainly digressing yes. their athleticism mentally, emotionally, yes. which is tough, you know? Um, so um, I'm really excited for, your, for the future that you're going to influence so many more athletes' lives. And um, though it may seem on some days it's just, they're all, they're going to forget this stuff, but you know, um, you're a, a, a walking testament. You remember what it was like to be in that, you know, in that gymnastics arena, I like to say, you know, and, uh, and your memories, which are, I know they're positive and some are probably like, oh, I wish it was a little bit different and you have the, a bit, the availability and the responsibility, right? It's, you know, it's fun, but it's also, a, it's also, I don't use the word work, but it's a, it's a challenge to um to do that but knowing that you have greater resources and a process to problem solve that's what i really got out of what you said you know those challenging athletes you know they're all there it's all right all right let's see what we can do about this and it it, 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 it's a even me just saying that kind of made me just it was a spark of positivity in my like in my inner soul you know Mm -hmm. versus that like dreadfulness of like oh no what do I yeah, do? completely changed my mindset. And yeah, it's, I, I absolutely loved the course and I, I would recommend it to, to any gymnastics coach out there. It, it really has just done just loads of good things for me. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, for that uh, testimonial. <laughs> I ap- appreciate that. All right. Well, Joy, I mean, that's, I, this, this is great. Thank you very, very much for sharing your experience, um, your process through this, the journey that you've gone through. 
and how you're um, been affecting the lives of you know uh, the next generation. I mean, actually, it's the generation of the next generation. I don't even think the generation that we're your training has a name yet, technically. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, and uh, thanks for shaping uh, the the gymnastics coach by being an example. You know, words go so far, um, but actions and capacities, uh, capabilities, and results. I, I think that's that's what our industry needs. Our movement industry needs not just gymnastics, not just fitness, but just the athleticism. Is, is that like we have the power to influence and change the status quo? It's yeah. not, you know, we have that availability and um, I'm just excited that you're on that team now. Yes. And you have those, uh, those superpowers. So, <laughs> so thank you very, 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 very much. Um, I look forward to um, continue to chat with you as uh, this journey is not over, right? It's, um, it's just right. Really begun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so my absolute best to you and um, thank you all listening um, for joining this episode of Jamelza Podcast and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Hey y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and if you did, please share it with your fitness obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed to the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model. Relaunches in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That's hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnazoedu.com. We have put together the best 90-day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become a masterful practitioner and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide taking their skills to the next level. So if you thought today's episode had some fire to it, and inspired you to take action, wait until you see what we deliver on this program. So just go to gymnazoedu.com and we'll see you on the other side. Remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help. It matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives. So I hope you do that. Keep sharing your passion and we'll talk to you soon.